Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast, your trail map for the world of mountain biking. And now, I'll introducing your host, Gareth Beckett. Howdy, mountain bikers. Welcome to episode number 67 of the MTB Tribe Podcast. I am here as always to help you find out more about mountain biking, how to get out on the trails, keep you stoked and hopefully learn a little more about mountain biking and the people involved. So thanks so much for being here and thanks for letting me be in your earballs one more time. And if you're new to the show, thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoy it. And if you want to get more involved, you can simply go to the website mtb-tribe.com. You can subscribe there, get one email a week and you can also contact me there via the email section on the website. You can also download the the shows from there and listen to all the bike catalogue from there as well. Simply just click on one of the shows and you can search from a sidebar on your right hand side and find some more interesting episodes there that um, appeal to you. So hopefully you'll do that and if you want to get in contact with me as I say just throw me an email. I do read all emails and I will get back to you. So folks welcome to the show and if you're a returning listener thanks again for being here. Your support is why the show is still going and it's why we are in episode number 67. So thanks so much. If you want to find us on socials, Instagram is at MTB Tribe and Facebook is at MTB Tribe. So now on to today's episode and it's awesome to have Maya Atkinson on. Now Maya is a two-time junior British downhill champion and uh, she's going next season now into the elites so she's stepping up to that elite platform and um, so it was very very cool to get Maya on the show and chat to us about how she feels about that and what she expects to kind of achieve next season and uh, what her goals are and stuff like that we chat about that we chat about how she got into mountain biking we chat about her new team we chat about um, a cool film she done with Jacob Martin um, from Mid Nowhere Productions and that's how I actually got to know about Maya and how we got in contact was via Jacob so I just have to give a shout out to Jacob for doing that for me that was cool it's a great wee movie it's called Get It Done Um, there will be a link in the show notes if you want to go to there and uh, get quick access to it via there it's very very cool and it's cool to get somebody like Maya on the show because she's turning elite things are going to change for her she's taking the year out of uni to see how she gets on she's such a cool girl it was such a cool episode and such a cool chat to get some insights into how she's feeling and thinking about the whole thing and um it's just really good to see it from that perspective, you know, and um, we chat about that, we chat about ladies and mountain biking and why it's important to get more ladies involved in the sport and the industry as a whole. So folks, I hope you really enjoy this episode, it's really cool, it really shows you what you can do with a lot of motivation, family, support, everything that goes into this and Maya is really, really thankful for it all. So the last thing for me to do is to welcome Maya onto the MTB Tribe Podcast. Hi Maya, good morning. Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast. How are you on this bright and beautiful day in Malta? I don't know how it is with you, but it's lovely <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm in South Wales and it's pretty lovely today. Not raining, so it's going to be a good day. <laughs> well, here, thanks so much for coming on the show. It's um, it's great to get you on and to have a chat with you, so thanks so much. Yeah, no, um, I'm really, I've been really excited about it, yeah, so... Let's, let's see how it goes. Yeah, and we'll, we'll get into a lot of your racing and your early days and that a wee bit later. But um, mm. it's awesome how, how, how we kind of came together because Jacob Martin, who has a company called Mid Nowhere Productions, just sent me a copy of a film you done together. Yeah, it was a really um, it was his idea because um, we did a photo shoot together. He was working for um, this brand called Aussie Grit Apparel, and that's where we met. And then he was the one that said, "Let's do an edit together," because he quite likes seeing the films, and I quite like his style. And yeah, it turned out pretty well. Yeah, cool. And um, it's cool because I reached out to Jacob, and fingers crossed now, if everything goes well, we'll have him on the podcast next week. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. That's so. Really cool. It'll be good chatting to you about the film, and then obviously chatting to Jacob about the film. You know, yeah. well, um, yeah, obviously I only had half of the thing. I only had to do the riding, and all the hard part was his bit. So yeah, yeah, it, it's cool because um, 
I really loved the film. It, it looked really good, and Jacob seems to have done a really good job. So, are you sponsored by Aussie Grit? Then I take it. No, they just needed a a rider, and I was happy to do it, like a female rider for their clothing. And I was just like, I'll, yeah, I'll do it. And then that was it. Awesome. Awesome. So, yeah. so, so that's how you and Jacob kind of hooked up then. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it was just more of a. It was a really cool coincidence. So. Well, yeah, it was, it was really nice to do. And yeah. I also met other people on the ride, um, Trail Unknown. They do a coaching um, leading thing. So it was really good to get a connection. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. And, and where did you film that at? Uh, we filmed it in the Quantox. So there were some quite nice, like, trails, simple trails. And, yeah, it was actually quite hard for other people shooting because we had to redo really a lot of stuff and then, like, climbing. But, like, kind of fake climb almost just for the shot. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's I, a lot different to normal riding, just like doing it for the camera. Yeah, and is that the first movie kind of film you've done? Yeah, this is the first like proper one, like other than, you know, like stacking um, clips on your phone, like <laughs> something actually properly serious and has some really good quality camera work. Yeah, cool. And so do you go about that differently? Tell us about that. Were you nervous in doing that kind of thing or? Um, I wasn't actually that nervous because, um, well, it's just I was just riding my bike. It wasn't that bad. And Jacob was like, "Oh, it was fine." And we were both trying to find like what we wanted to f- at the end of it. And like I didn't really know what he envisioned, so it was a lot of like cuffing it on the way. Um, it was a lot of pushing up and just redoing the shot, just trying to get the right angles. And yeah, it was it was a process, but it wasn't like this is what we're gonna do. It's like we were trying to find it almost yeah yeah and every time you come down to the bottom of Ron Jacob would say it no sorry I'm yeah he would be like oh no sorry I didn't turn the camera on or something like that. <laughs> oh it was wasn't focused and I'd be like oh tired me out <laughs> so how long did that take did that take a full day kind of thing or yeah it was a full day for the first bit with like when I was on my enduro bike and then we did a another day where we thought we could do like an urban downhill bit because I live like next to a castle. So I kind of like rose down the steps of the castle, which is pretty cool. But it didn't really like link in. So we had to do another day of just doing like a bit of gnarlier downhill stuff. So it was a lot of like trial and error to try to find the whole thing. So, yeah, yeah is, isn't that interesting? Um, because mm-hmm. the movie's what, like, two and a half minutes long or something is it yeah so about like three days of riding it took so yeah wow wow and and did you enjoy that experience yeah it it was a bit tricky because um it was hard to get like permission or like the tracks weren't right and stuff like that so it it actually took a span about maybe two months to get the whole thing just even though there was only three days of riding it was like um either both of us was busy or like we can get um, permission because we tried to do it at Bike Park Wales but like you needed insurance it was it was difficult but we got it in the end yeah cool and you know that's so interesting because people don't seem to understand the time stuff like that takes and the commitment yeah like literally 90% of the footage doesn't get used and like <laughs> you got all this like work and it's like only this bit is enough to be good enough to be an edit wow that's cool and how long has that wee movie been out now is it a couple of weeks or yeah, I think two weeks now, and it's gained quite a bit of um, a press for it. He wasn't expecting it to be quite good because he's only like um, quite uh, only a few views on his like uh, YouTube, but it got about three and a half k views now, so that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it is. It's it's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, we got on Pink Bike as well. He's really stoked about that. He's like, that's like the pinnacle. Like, if you're on Pink Bike. Yes. That's, that's it <laughs> <laughs> classic well yeah. but you know you're bound to be quite happy with it as well it gives you a wee bit more exposure it's good for your sponsors and so how do you feel about it are you, are you glad you just went ahead with it and done it and yeah I, i'm really glad about it but i actually can only watch it once because like when you watch yourself like talk and like uh watch yourself ride i just it's kind of like it's not embarrassing, but it's kind of like, oh no, this is what people see me. So I only watched it once, and um, but I was just surprised how many like people liked it, and like more magazines kept sharing it, and yeah, I just, you know, it's good for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, well, listen, don't worry because we're at what we're at sixty odd episodes of this podcast now, and I still hear it listening to my voice. Yeah, 
I'm going to only listen to this um, podcast when it's finished once and I'll be it. I was like, good one. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I still can't listen. You know, I still can't put my podcast on if there's close friends and stuff in the room. Yeah. I don't know. I just can't do it. I just mute yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Cool. So would you like to do more media and stuff like that in the near future? Yeah. um, I mean, it's it's a lot different to like what I usually do, like racing and stuff. But it's it's nice. It's like, um, I don't know, it's more, it's not, there's no pressure. Like you got all day to do it. And it's quite cool to see the end result. Like when I first started, it wasn't, the end result was not what I imagined it would be. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, like, obviously I didn't have the the part in editing it, but it was cool because I, I had no idea what it was going to be like. So even though I was there, I was the one writing it, and I didn't know what it was going to be. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, no, it's cool. Mm-hmm. And um, it turned out really well, so well done. Yeah. Thank you. Now, let's chat a wee bit about your early days, if you don't mind, Maya, yeah, and, and yeah. stuff like that. So just let us know. It's, all, it's a question most people get you know asked but it's good to know like how did you get into mountain biking how did it all start for you well um my parents got me into mountain biking we're quite an active family we go surfing snowboarding skateboarding land kiting and like every other sport we ever do and then my mum wanted to um go to the alps because we used to do like you know cross country and the trail centers and like really like really easy stuff but then when we went to leogang you know, that's where they hold the World Cup, and, like, we were there on our, like, XC whippets, and then we see these people in their really cool downhill bikes sending some really gnarly stuff, and I was like, whoa, this is what I want to do. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and now I'm here. <laughs> yeah. So really- uh, and what age were you then? Um, I went to Leogang when I was 11. I started riding, like, cross-country when I was 10, so I, it's only been like eight years since I started mountain biking. I would say, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And um, <laughs> so, what other sports were you into before that? Oh, I did like everything. I did like tennis, football, swimming. Um, did a bit of kayaking. Um, but yeah, it was pretty much anything I would do. Yeah. I did tap dancing. <laughs> wow. But yeah, my parents were like. I think they were trying to help me find like the stuff I wanted, so they give me a chance to try everything, and then if I didn't like it, we'll maybe move on, trying to find the thing that well, I want to be, and I think I found it. <laughs> yeah, and you know that's so interesting because lots of kids, I think, do try lots of sports, but what made m- mountain biking so different for you? Why did you stick with mountain biking when you fell out of love with the other sports you were doing? It's... um. Well, it's an adventure, you know, you're going, it's a lot, I quite like it because it's a lot outdoors, you're exploring, and honestly, when, when we went to Leogang, like, just seeing the mountains, like, it just makes you, like, so happy just to see that, and then the adrenaline rush you get from riding downhill is, it's, there's nothing like it, so I think that's why I prefer it to everything else. Mm-hmm. And when you said to your parents, this is the sport, this is the one I want to do, were they like, right, okay, well. Yeah, they were skeptical. (laughs) They were skeptical, like, this is the (laughs) fifth time. (laughs) But no, um, I think I've shown that this is the one I wanted. (laughs) Yeah, I know, and I've experienced that, because I used to be like that myself. I played a lot of sports when I was younger, Mm. and it was a different sport every summer, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, my parents... um, a lot of money came out of their pocket for it, and I, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. So, yeah. yeah, well, that's cool. I want to chat to you a wee bit later about your parents and how they have motivated you and, and, yeah. and helped you out because I know it plays a big part with you. Um, yeah. But can you remember your first bike? Yeah, I think it was a red Carrera from Halfords, and it was not the greatest, I would say, but for that time, it was fine. And I remember getting, uh, my mum got her first full suspension bike and we were like whoa this is amazing this is amazing it was a pitch comp i think wow. and we were just like this is like so much better than any other bike we've had and it's like yeah it was pretty cool yeah and did your mom compete yeah she has done a couple of races um she actually beat me once so um <laughs> she still she still um holds on to that one i was like 13 and <laughs> to be fair um but um but I, uh, two years ago, I raced her again, so I'd be here. So it's okay. <laughs> We're even now. 
<laughs> yeah. Classic. Well, leave it at that. Leave it as a yeah. tie. That's the best. Yeah, thing. exactly. She doesn't want to do another one. <laughs> yeah. So when did you first start to compete then? When did you think about that kind of stuff? Um, my parents suggested it because, um, you know, the mini downhill races at Ford, like they're pretty cool and they're, um, they're kind of, they were fairly local to where we used to live. And I think I was 12, 13 when I first started it and I came last. I was pretty much had the brakes on the whole way and I was like at the top and I was so nervous, but um, I was stoked just for the whole weekend, the atmosphere and it was really good. Yeah, cool. And how did you feel when you came last? Did it put you off? Did it encourage you? What you know? How did Not at all. <laughs> I came last. I was like, I survived. That's all that matters. I got down. I lived another day, and I could ride again. <laughs> That's yeah. yeah, cool. And did you know then, after doing that, that even with your nerves at the top and everything, that that was something you you really wanted to do? I think it took a couple races to see that. Oh, like this. Once I got like. The, the super nerves out the way like oh this is super super scary once I got that out of the way and then I was like yeah I, I really like the race I like the pressure of the time you know mm-hmm. yeah so you're what you're 18 now Maya is that right yeah I turned 19 in February okay so you've been since then since that race you've been what six years or so yeah uh yeah six years now, can you, I'm just interested in this. Um, what was the ladies scene like then, six years ago? What was the girls like racing? And have you kept in touch with any of them? Or any of them still racing? Yeah, now? loads of them are still racing. Like, the ladies scene at, like, what, the mini downhills is, is quite big. Like, there's, like, big categories, like, 20. I know it doesn't seem like a big number, but for yeah, the ladies wow. category, it's big. <laughs> yeah, certainly. Yeah, it, 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 was, it was pretty awesome. And um, yeah, it's it's still quite strong, but I think it's getting like less and less in like the higher leagues, like like the nationals. It's um, there's less girls getting into it. I don't know, don't know why, but um, I mean the atmosphere is still good. I'm uh, good friends with like pretty much everyone, so mm-hmm. it's good. Yeah, that and that's that's interesting because I would have thought that from when you were. 12 or 13 and first time to race sorry my god you, you get an attack there <laughs> sorry about that you're all right what's your dog called mongo yeah his name's mongo i'm trying to make him into a trail dog um <laughs> brilliant. not great with bikes <laughs> oh dear yeah no no worries uh, no i was just um i was interested in that because i was thinking on the on the ladies' side of things and how, and how they get into the sport, and um, because it's something we've covered quite a wee bit on the podcast here, and um, I was thinking that from you were racing at say twelve or thirteen, mm. I was just interested to know if a lot of the girls, you know, between then and now, you're eighteen now, and them dropping out, you know, so and it's interesting that you you say that there's still a lot of them still racing and and you're still in contact and stuff. Yeah, it's it's quite weird. At the lower races, they seem to be, they feel like a bit more at home, like, oh, it's just having a fun day out and they don't feel the stress of it. And I think that's why the ladies uh, quite like it. It's uh, quite confident for them. So, yeah, it's, um, I think they get a bit like, oh, it's a proper race when it gets a bit like higher at national level. It's like, I think it's the confidence. And I think that's why a lot of women struggle to get into mountain biking. It's like, it's quite scary. So, Mm-hmm. yeah yeah certainly we'll touch on that a wee bit later because i want to know your uh, some of your opinions on that um because i know you help out and you do a few things with with that side of the industry if you like yeah um, I, I, i've loved coaching uh, uh young girls and like older women just to encourage them to get in because mm-hmm. um you know always start from the bottom up you know <laughs> yeah no certainly it's, it's very good um so let's chat about your family a wee bit and um how how important has your family been to you to get you to where you are now? Oh, they're everything. Like, I wouldn't be where I am without my parents. Like, um, they they train me, they feed me, they house me, they get me to places. And, like, yeah, I've, I don't think in my head, mentally, I would be there as well. They quite um, get me, uh, build my confidence and stuff like that. So, yeah, they... 
I wouldn't be who I am. Yeah. So they, they support you through everything, really. They're they're kind of your managers. <laughs> yeah, they're literally T, Team Maya. They're like, <laughs> they're, they're my proper sponsors. <laughs> yeah. And and are they keen? Are they pushing you? You know, do they support you or do they actively push you? Um, a bit of both. Like, um, it's it was all, like, from my side, like, oh, I want to do this, I want to do this. And they're like, they always, like, kind of devil advocate do you think you can do this do you are you sure about this and then from that if i was sure then they pushed me the whole way mm-hmm. so yeah it was all yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And, and that family support um is so so important and do you think most of the girls kind of at your level and coming up have that behind them um at my level yeah i would say but like at the local level a lot of the girls don't have that which i think is why the, there is like not as many girls because maybe their families aren't into it. So if their families aren't into it, they don't tend to like pay for stuff or like take them to places. So like, because mm-hmm. if like, um, oh, why would you want to go to Scotland when none of the family wants to go, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose, does your dad ride as well? Yeah, he does ride as well. We go on like um, big summer holidays where we like, uh, to Europe riding bike parks together so it's really cool yeah, yeah. That's, that's so awesome and I think yeah. I think that will play a big part for you because if you can go as a family holiday but yeah. go mountain biking like how yeah. cool is that that is it's honestly so cool like when I'm older I would like to have a family like that as well to like get my children it's like from a really early start like get into them to get into active life yeah because who wants to go and lie on a beach for half an hour? Sure, you're oh, boring. It's boring, isn't it? I get too hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not unless, if there's surf, I'm there. If there's surf, yeah. I'm there. Yeah, the board sure. Goes, but that's the difference. So you're 18, you're you're doing all these weekend races, et cetera, et cetera. Now, do you miss hanging out with friends? Do you miss that side of things? Yeah, I do miss, like, having friends that didn't, weren't from that kind of scene. But, like, I think the friends I have in the mountain I've seen are probably the ones I'm going to have for life, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, but, like, I mean, I do miss that, but, like, uh, pe- people move on, you know? Uh, they move on for me. They're at uni, <laughs> a yeah. party and stuff like that, so. Yeah, so yeah. chat to us a wee bit about your school. So you have, have you just done A-levels? Yeah, I just finished A-levels this year, so I'm currently um, just trying to, train and i work part-time so just to get some money and yeah that's all <laughs> yeah okay just, so i'm sure that was super stressful racing doing a levels yeah um it was it wasn't yeah i couldn't like 100 percent focus on like my studies or my racing it was kind of like half-assing both of them and it wasn't the greatest but yeah um it was actually um the worst part of my season was um just after I finished my A-levels, when I realised I have nothing else but my racing. And I think that went into my head and it got me into, like, a slump. Mm-hmm. And then once I got used to the fact that I don't have any school anymore, I think I got better and better. It's like a little dip in my season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think school was important just to have something to do in the day. But now that I have a routine, I, I feel a bit more structured. I feel better. Yeah, certainly. And... Your friends at school and stuff, do any of them mountain bike? Um, well, um, my old friends at school, um, because I moved, so I don't really talk to them anymore, but um, I had a friend who was racing the XC Nationals, so it was good to ride with her because that definitely helped my fitness <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, she was, I pushed her on the decent, and she pushed me on the uphills, so that was cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's a lot different, the XC world to the downhill world, so it was quite interesting to hear her side. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure it is, and I'm sure you just look at training and all very differently as well. Yeah, like, yeah, actually, we would go to the gym together. We were, like, gym buddies for quite a while. Um, yeah, um, it was weird because, like, she'd be a lot, like, physically fitter than me, but I'd be a lot stronger than her. So mm-hmm. it was kind of, like, bouncing off each other. Like, we were always working our strong points and then she would you know help me on my weak points yeah interesting and now you moved to south wales 
Mm. Yeah, my mum got a new job at an international school, so it comes with a house. So we get to live on the campus and we live next to a castle, so it's pretty cool. Wow, cool. And I was going to ask you if that was actually a mountain bike related move to better trails, but no. No, no, it was just more. Conf- I was like, wow, South Wales? Yeah, let's do it. Sounds pretty cool. So, what are the local trails like you have there? Um, the problem is, I live right by the coast, so I still have to drive fairly, like, a, maybe like 40, 40, 40 minutes, half an hour to get anywhere. Like, mm. You can still ride around the coast, and it's quite nice, like, just riding through the the, the 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 little forest bit, but, like, it's not good riding, if you know what I mean. Yeah. No, I, I quite like uh, riding at Afan. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And uh, how, how close is that for you? It's about 40 minutes, which is, like, I mean, I like driving, so I don't mind. It's not that far. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And you, you can make a day of it, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. And they've got some really good trails there, some really steep stuff as well, or some just like normal XC, which is quite cool. Mm. And, and what's the scene like there? Is there is there plenty of riders and plenty of ladies riding and stuff? Um, yeah, well, I'm actually riding with the Swansea Uni group. Um, my friend goes to Swansea Uni, so like, I take part sometimes if they're going for a ride there. So, yeah, they've got quite a few uh, new ladies from the, the freshers. So it's actually quite weird because there's, like, four new girls. Um, and it was the first year that they had girls at the in the club. So it's definitely getting bigger, the scene, for sure. The full oh. women's side, anyway. Yeah, well, that's so cool. That's cool. Mm. Excellent. So as far as school and stuff, Maya and I, are you going to uni? What's your plans? Um, I don't think uni's uh, right for me at the moment, just because um, for like you know the mind can stay quite young for a bit, but your body doesn't. <laughs> Might as well use my body now. Yeah. You know, I feel like I'm not mature enough to um, use uh, my time wisely at um, uni. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what were you studying, or what would you want to study? Um, I think something from STEM, because I did uh, maths, physics and chemistry in A-level. I was, I enjoyed them. I wasn't very good at them, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, something that would interest me. I quite like doing German. So I think it was, um, my love of German was, um, comes from when I used to ride at Leogang with my parents. Mm-hmm. So it brings me back there. Yeah, cool. And, you know, I, I think you're doing the right thing. I think... You see between A-levels, uh, this is totally off topic, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you see between A-levels and university, I think everybody should have to take at least a year out mm. to kind of get to know themselves. I went surfing around the world for oh, a really? couple of years. Yeah. So um, I didn't actually start uni, I think, until I was 24 or something. Mm. I was quite slack in the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> surfing took over. But no, I think it's good. You can concentrate on your mountain biking and see where it takes you. Yeah. Um, and you can always go back to the uni thing. Mm, exactly. Like, you can't go back to mountain biking, like, racing. At, like, when you're older, it's quite, you're there, you might as well start do it now. Mm-hmm. It's quite hard to go back in, I think, so. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And um, as far as AFAN goes and stuff like that, um, are they all marked trails as a, a trail centre as such there? What, what's the What's the trails like? Well, there's a trail centre which has got really nice uh, big loops, like like four-hour kind of things. And um, there's a little skills park at the top. And then on the other side of the like the hill, there's some really steep like off-piece stuff, which is which a lot of people ride at, but it's really cool. Mm. Yeah, so that's where I think I like to go there a bit more, just to get a bit of training in that. <laughs> also to ride some steep, gnarly stuff. Yeah, cool. And are you? I know you're riding with the uni stuff there, but outside of that, do you normally ride yourself, or what way do you work it? Uh, yeah, usually because um, I only just recently moved here, it's, um, usually the, I have to ride by myself because it's, it's hard um, living in a school, um, trying to find more new friends, but I've still got friends in the Swansea Uni thing, so, mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent. I'll take a bit of time, but you'll get a bit of network. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, cool. And um, what about kids up there? Do you see many young kids out on bikes? Um, I wouldn't say uh, Afan, but a lot of bike park wells and like Forest of Dean. It's really cool. Um, I went to Forest of Dean um 
maybe a couple months ago, I saw um, loads of parents with e-bikes, but they bungeed their kids up the hill, and it was so cool. <laughs> I was literally, I was like, I would see like about seven, seven parents with e-bikes, and then just their kids going up the hill. It was awesome. Wow, that's yeah. unreal. Yeah, like my when I used to ride um, when I was a lot younger, my dad used to bungee me up the hill, but without e-bike, obviously, so <laughs> yeah. a lot harder, I'd say. Yeah. yeah, wow, they're getting so popular, e-bikes, eh? Mm, I would love an e-bike. That's my. That's what I want when I'm when I'm rich enough to get one. <laughs> yeah, well, I um, I'm staying. In, I'm living in Malta at the minute for a couple of years, mm. and um, just for a bit of part-time work and to keep within the scene, uh, I'm working in a bike store here. Oh, nice. Called Wheel Wizards, and we are selling quite a lot of electric mountain bikes. It's yeah. Unbelievable. But I was on one the other day, which has been chipped. Chipped? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So you have your four kind of levels of speed, you know, turbo being, yeah, being yeah. the fastest. Well, this chip actually allows it to go one step further. So mm-hmm. it, it doesn't cut out at 25 kilometers an hour. You can go up to like 40 kilometers an oh, hour. Oh, that's cool. And this thing is so fast. Yeah, scary. Yeah. And I was going uphill in this mountain bike and people were stopping and looking at me and thinking what the yeah because i was going crazy. so fast it was amazing yeah. but man they're so good mm. the technology is unbelievable yeah i'm really i can't wait to invest in one that'll be my yeah. next buy for sure yeah cool cool okay let's chat about your results because this is very interesting now you won the junior british downhill championships twice yeah, um, one in my youth and one in junior last year. I lost my title this year. That was when I had my dip after um, after A levels. Okay, and yeah. now you only race. Well, first of all, you're going into elites. Yeah, elites next year. Okay, so, but um, the big boys. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be hard. That's a good step. Yeah. Um, you only race downhill, is that right? Um, I did an EWS last year, and I did a couple of sub-enduros, and I do like the local enduros, but I found the EWS is a bit, bit too serious, I think, mm. but I still enjoy doing uh, the odd enduro too, but downhill's my, my main one. Okay, that's where your true passion lies. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and the EWS uh, and the World Cup races, which ones did you do? Can you just elaborate a wee bit on that? Yeah, I did um, three World Cups last this year. I did uh, Fort William, Valdezal, and um, uh, what was the last one? La Bresse. Mm-hmm. And then I did World Champs. So, well, I actually crashed out at Fort William. I hurt my ankle, so that didn't work out. Um, Valdezal, I crashed as well. And then La Bresse, I, that was my best ever World Cup result. I got fifth. I was really pleased with that, and yeah, and then obviously World Champs was really cool, being with the team, I got eighth, which I wasn't stoked on, but like I was just proud to be there, so yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and I did, oh, after all the World Cups, I remember I did the EWS finale, so I enjoyed it, it was it was a really good holiday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool, and between what you've been used to doing and the bigger stages, if you like, mm. um, how did you find that? Uh, what, the EWS? Yeah. Yeah, um, it was hard. I didn't realise that um, the stages involved uphills as well. I thought it was all downhill. And mm. I'd, I'd be hitting a stage and then I realised it's like a big climb in the middle of it. And I'd be like, hang on, that's not what I signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, it was really cool. Like the trails were like really backcountry and stuff like that. And yeah it was really nice like the views were amazing so Mm -hmm. I mean it was a good thing but I think it just felt like oh you finished and you got a ride back to the plaza and that's it like there's no grand finale let's say um (laughs) to the end of it it's um it's kind of oh you've done it here's your ticket let's go yeah yeah and the world so how does that differ from the world cup races then but the World Cup just seems a bit more dramatic, which I quite like. It's more, it's more pizzazz. It's more like here's your start night um, number. If you miss it, you're out, and then you like, you get counted down, and it's a bit 
and obviously like there's a lot more crowds and the, like the finish arena as well which makes it really cool you know yeah so you're coming down into the the massive arena yeah and everyone's cheering and... you're on it's, it's amazing <laughs> yeah cool yeah. Um, so that bigger stage are you really looking forward to being on that yeah i am looking forward to my uh being at the elites um it's gonna be for weird it's the first year i'm gonna have to qualify so that's what i'm a bit nervous about it's um because the junior women you just seeded so you didn't have to worry about qualifying day just race day but like mm-hmm. if i don't qualify that's my weekend over so it's quite yeah. a, a lot more pressure but I mean, I've still got quite a few years ahead of me before, like, I'll hit my peak, so, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be exciting, for sure. Yeah, cool, and have you raced many of the, many of the trails you'll be going to? Have you been there before, or will a lot of these be a first time for you? Um, well, I've done Val de Sol and Linzerheide, and that's, yeah, I'm going to try and do all the European World Cups this year. So, yeah, I've done Valisol and Anzaheide, and I think... I'm oh, Fort William, obviously. <laughs> Fort William. How could I forget? Um, and, yeah, those are the threes I've done, but everything else would be brand new to me. Yeah, cool. And I'm sure, being at the World Cups previously and stuff, I'm sure you've learned a lot from them riders at that level. Yeah, it's it's the one sport where, like, everyone does the same thing. Like, from the junior women to the elite men, like, everyone's riding the same track, hitting the same stuff, like... You can always talk to them. It's not there's no like gap between them. Like sure your lines are different, but like you can always talk about the same thing. And that's what I really enjoy about the GB team. Like everyone's on is on the same page. Like yeah, yeah. it's really cool. Yeah, and do you work now? So let me just get this right. You're on. Have you have you got a new team for this? Yeah, I'm on um, Team Leslie Bike Shop Bikers Boutique. It's like a Scottish team. And I'm quite good friends with the, the team manager and uh, their daughter, who's also racing um, Junior Women World Cups. Okay. So, so I'll be going to the World Cups with them. So, And we'll be in the same uh, practice. So it's all it's going to be really cool to be, to be riding with them. Yeah, so that's cool. So you, you have that kind of team environment mm. where you can bounce ideas off, get yeah. lines from, and you just can walk the trails and, and yeah. do all that kind of thing. Have you had anything like that before, or is this new to you? Um, this is quite new to me. Like, I was on Rose for the 2000, was it 16? And it was um, it was quite good, but um, Katie Kerr was, quite, uh, was out uh, with injury, so I couldn't really, like, ride with her. So it was kind of like by myself, like no teammates kind of thing. So, And then this year I was with the female riders race team, which was like just a bunch of girls who needed support. And it was a good team to make friends, but I felt like we weren't doing the same disciplines. Like it was quite spread out. So this will be the first time where I should like have a proper team. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that's bound to be so cool. Mm. Um, you know, and it, from you and going into elites, it's bound to be um, just just having that support behind you yeah. is, is bound to mean so much for you. Um, so, are you really looking forward to it? Are you excited about the thing? I I'm I'm so excited, but I'm very nervous at the same time. Yeah, it's it's a big leap from junior to elite. Like, I don't think there's anything like it because. I'm comparing my times to like all the top elites it's it's quite it's quite a big difference at the moment mm-hmm. <laughs> but hopefully that will change <laughs> yeah and you know is there any elites that you have as a a mentor or is there anybody you can kind of walk trails with or anything like that and get some some pointers off them and stuff like that yeah for sure uh katie curd um she's a she's quite a good friend of mine yeah um Obviously, because she's a you know, four cross world champion, and but yeah, she she she's a really good rider, and I'm glad to see her back on form from her injury. So, and yeah, we um we were the GB team together, so it was quite cool to hang out with her. And then obviously, she's always helps me at the races, just like lines and stuff like that. And, and sometimes she takes like kit for me um, when we're at Valdezol, shared her pit as well. So that was yeah, it's really cool. 
Yeah, that's cool. And it's great to have somebody like that in your camp, kind of, that you can, you know... Yeah. That you can take your problems to or whatever and they can they can help you out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just it's really good that the the scene is everyone really does want to help you out. There's no one that's like, oh, you're, you're my competitor, I don't want to help you. But everyone does want to help you out. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, for sure. That's so good. And you yeah. don't get that in a lot of sports. No, it's like... Uh, everyone says like, oh, BMX is so like uh, aggressive towards each other, and but like this, everyone like, oh, if you have a problem, everyone's concerned. If you crash, everyone's like, oh no, it's like, it's it's a really good atmosphere and really good sport to be in, I think. Yeah, yeah, and that's a good seg- segue into the the next kind of topic, I suppose. So, as far as competition goes and a level and stuff there. I'm sure it must be so, so competitive, even there is that friendly atmosphere. Yeah, I think it is quite competitive. Um, it, it it does vary, obviously, between, like, the local and, like, the national. And, like, this year it wasn't very competitive for me because there weren't many junior women because everyone seemed to, like, moved up. Mm-hmm. But um, at this year, at the World Cup level, it was so competitive. We had 15 girls in the um, Junior World Cup, like, mm-hmm. racing each other. It was just, like, one of the best moments for me this year was just to race the World Cups and race some girls that are, like, my age who are obviously better better than me and they can push me. So it was really cool. Yeah, no, that's awesome. If, yeah. if, you, can, if you can ride with people better than you, it always yeah. makes you better. Yeah, for sure. And, like, they're so nice. And especially um, you're racing against who have people who are factory sponsors which is a lot different to like kind of like when you when you're a privateer and like you're kind of self-supported like it's really cool like riding with valley hole and like paula zabasa and stuff like that was really it's another another level Mm -hmm. yeah so your new team and your new sponsor so how will they help you how will they support you well it's the first time ever we're going to have a bearing sponsor because i haven't changed bearings all season (laughs) (laughs) so it's going to be interesting yeah my my bike for sure is definitely going to be a lot better yeah i just got a new bike a specialized demo so i I can't wait for it to be set up properly and i can go do some testing on it Mm -hmm. yeah so is the whole team on is the team leslie on specialized uh yeah well um you have the, like the main team people are like racing nationals and like world cups so there's um four of us there's tia jensen who's my team um the friend of mine who's the daughter of the team manager and then there's like william brady and ryan brennan they're like two youth riders who are stepping up to you know yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah very cool yeah. very cool um, so how did you meet up with them? How did that kind of come about then? Oh, yeah. Um, well, um, I've always known Tia because she's been in my category. And then her dad came up to me and was like, oh, what are you doing for next year? And obviously I was like, oh, I've got nothing at the moment. <laughs> so, And then he said, well, what if you drop a CV to me and see what we can do? And then, yeah, next thing I know, I was in Scotland, flew up to Edinburgh to uh, meet the team. And yeah, um, it's really cool. Um, it's basically I'm a second family now. And um, for the national, the t- uh, Fort William, I'm going to stay with them for the whole month until uh, the World Cup so I can get some practice in. So it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a really good team to be with. Wow. Yeah, that, that sounds that sounds awesome. And do you have any other sponsors or anything like that helping you out or helping the team out? Yeah. Um, well, I've got my own personal sponsors, like 661, Schwalbe and Markoff. They're like, um, they're really good. Like 661 always help me out, shout me off on their Instagram and stuff like that. So yeah, they've really supported me throughout the couple of years, especially at World Champs. They always give me some extra kit, which, which I love. Yeah, brilliant. So they must be so excited you're going to elites, huh? Yeah, exactly. It's um, yeah, it's different. There's like there's not many um, uh, races I think that rise six six one. So hopefully it's good for them. <laughs> yeah, cool. No, it sounds good. Mm. Sounds good. All right, so let's talk a wee bit about motivation and training. Um, yeah. And, and and stuff like that. So tell us what what do you do to keep yourself motivated and keep yourself hungry? Oh, um. 
I do love watching uh, videos, like just people riding. And then as soon as I see someone ride, I'm like, oh, I want to go ride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> always on pink bike, you know, just scrolling, <laughs> just to, you know, get get myself motivated. Um, I like to train a lot. I like going to the gym. Um, my dad used to be a personal trainer, and he's in the Marines, so he's quite wow. quite fit as well. So hopefully, I'll be getting fitter as the off season progresses. <laughs> Mm-hmm. so yeah i try yeah. to go about three to four times a week and then okay. ride my bike at least twice a week all right yeah and have you found a good balance between bike and gym yeah um i've noticed that i can't ride downhill too many times because it's quite it's, it's quite taxing on your body so i try to do a couple more enduro rides like i'm still doing the skills but then downhill just to get used to my bike and stuff like that and then, like, gym is, like, because it's the off-season now, this is where I'm supposed to get my, you know, my gains <laughs> and all that and getting all my um, my CV up and stuff like that. Yeah. And do you think, well, suppose you have more time now because you haven't the school thing, um, but do you think your training will change a lot between what it was, say, for this season and what it's going to be for next season when you go into the elite? Yeah, well, it's all about once I reach the level I'm, like, happy with, like, strength-wise and, like, mobility-wise, once I'm at that level, it's about maintaining it for the whole season because, like, I'll be away a lot doing racing. It's, like, it's trying to be, like, not being able to drop it, like, lose myself or, like, pick myself up on food or stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and uh, do you do... I'm just interested in your gym stuff. Do you do, like, mountain bike Pacific training? Yeah, well, I try to do a lot of, like, kind of uh, CrossFit kind of stuff, you know, where you do, like, drags and pulls, and then always try to do stuff that's, like, almost like I'm trying to ride a bike. Like, if my press-ups are always around my bar width and stuff like that, or stuff like that, yeah. Or if I do press-ups, I do them on a bar itself, like like mm-hmm. a, a barbell, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, it's so it's so interesting, you know. Mm. It's just not about going into the gym and lifting heavy weights. Yeah, yeah, it's about a lot more to it. Yeah, I, it's also a lot about rehab because um, I crash a lot, <laughs> so you know. You crash a lot. Yeah, I do. I, I do quite crash a lot. Yeah, my shoulders <laughs> okay. are quite. Um, I wouldn't say the best, so that's what I'm working on this season, trying to get them a bit mobilised. And yeah, I sprained my shoulder and like I dislocated my collarbone and stuff like that. So. They're not in the best condition, but I think crashing is a is part of the sport, you know. <laughs> okay, and and why do you think you crash a lot? Is it technique? Is it because you're pushing so hard? What? Yeah, it's all just pushing out, or just a mistake, or I'm not thinking quick, like quickly enough. It's it's not. I wouldn't say I crash a lot. I'm getting a lot better. I uh, the first uh, first time I did nationals, I would like crash every run, <laughs> but I'm a lot better now. But I almost um, want to crash because like I know then I'm pushing myself. Because like a couple of years ago, I would like not crash at all. Want to be like, oh, I'm just going at a steady pace. It's not where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. So like, oh, I like falling off. It's fine, you know. As long as I'm not seriously injuring myself, but like. If you crash it there and there, it's fine. Yeah, you're just pushing yourself that wee bit more. Yeah, and then you, once you push that yourself, you're like, oh, that's my limit. I can take it back a bit on that corner or some or whatever. Yeah, so you're just kind of always setting out your comfort zone, which is a good way to yeah. learn and advance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I unfortunately think that way as well. But yeah. then when I crash, I do it pretty majorly and then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I guess I'm quite young, so I'm quite, I roll quite well. <laughs> yeah no that's good that's good um so that's very interesting um that y- y- you actually think you crash a lot at least you know <laughs> yeah i would say i crash a lot less than i used to but i still reckon i crash a lot compared to most people <laughs> right okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know something always yeah. gotta work something better out so yeah <laughs> yeah that's cool and do you think when you crash then do you do you think to yourself that was a bad line choice or i came in there too hard or i need a new front tire yeah (laughs) a lot of it is like oh at least i know not to do that now or it's like maybe something stupid 
It's it's not like serious. It's like oh, I just fell off, you know. It's not like serious. Oh, I've cased a jump and I've you know gone over the bars. It's like I've mm-hmm. slipped, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you think now that you're on the the specialized demo, um, what difference do you see on that bike compared to your your previous bike? Yeah, when I first tested it out, I was realized, oh, it's silent. I didn't hear anything, and then my bike was like making so much noise and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's definitely well, that's because not... you haven't changed your bearings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now I've got new bearings. <laughs> but no, um, it's a definitely a lot smoother. Um, I haven't ridden it much yet, but um, I think it's definitely going to be um, better. It's got I got a different shock. I got I'm riding an Olin's rear shock, so I don't know how that's going to be. So I'm going to have to mm-hmm. test it out. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, no, certainly, and I'm. I'm sure it's such exciting times for you. Mm, it is. It's um. So it feels like a turning point, you know. Once I finish school, like I'm finally trying to do something to be like on a career-based kind of thing. Yeah, and how does your parents feel about your situation at this minute in time? Uh, they're they're nervous. I think that um, I I won't push myself like my like. They can push me but it's always at the end of the day it's yourself like if you don't make it there it's because you haven't pushed enough and I'm like I'm quite a lazy person like <laughs> I don't like clean my stuff or like I leave my bike out that hasn't been washed or something like that so I think at the end of the day it's it's up to me I'm, I'm the one racing the bike so you know <laughs> yeah yeah well, you're, it's funny that you, you think you're lazy because, you know, you're obviously an athlete, so athletes aren't really lazy. Yeah, but. yeah. Um, well, I wouldn't say, like, I'm lazy in the, like, oh, like, I don't do stuff. I'm lazy, like, I half-ass stuff a lot. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I put all my kit away and stuff like that. So I'm definitely going to have to change that next year because um, the team managers and wife is are quite strict on clean stuff, so I'm going to definitely be changing that part of me <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no certainly i think if you can get all that stuff out of the back of your head and leave more space there for um you know training and eating yeah, exactly. and resting properly mm. and for sure help you out yeah um so let's chat a wee bit uh my about girls and biking and stuff like that because i know you you offer like free guiding and coaching for women and girls and stuff like that yeah well i'm actually trying to get paid for it now <laughs> so um mm-hmm. um i'm trying to set up like i don't want to charge too much because like you see people that pay 200 quid for like a weekend of mountain bike coaching and i think that's just a bit too much it's not like gonna encourage people to do it so i try to like you know offer relatively cheap um coaching for like young women and girls because i think um i think confidence like i said before is a lot to do with women in mountain biking like Mm -hmm. the reason like i think i've gotten this far because i like to show off like i like (laughs) i like being good at something so um i think once i can pass that like kind of mentality to other people like oh this i look good i feel good i'm like i'm riding well and then maybe more girls will get into mountain biking (laughs) Yeah, and what do you think the problem is with with girls not getting into mountain bike? Though I think it is getting better, but how do you feel it's best for girls maybe to get involved firstly in mountain bikes? Um, I think they just need to... I feel like it's more, you know... like And girls don't really watch go out to watch the races. It's more like, oh, they're with their partner or they're with their family, you know. It's not like, oh... Mm -hmm. Like you see, like a bunch of lads. Oh, let's go Fort William. Let's go. Let's go watch. And you don't really see like just a group of girls wanting to go watch a race. I think that's the point. I think you need to get girls actually like want to watch the sport to get them to do the sport. If you get know what I mean? Yeah, certainly. Mm. Um, it's, yeah, it's difficult, I, you know. And, and there's uh, some like some girls just don't like sport, and I'm like that's fair enough. Like, you can't tell them not to and then be like, oh, you should be outside and stuff when they don't want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so your coaching and stuff you're doing, is is that 
mainly encouraging, trying to encourage ladies to get out in the trails. Yeah, and, just get them on their bike, having fun, doing skids, I don't know, <laughs> whatever, like, you know, get, especially, like, young women. I, I quite like doing that, or older ladies, you mm-hmm. know. Just remind them why you're on your bike, you know, to tell Yeah, exactly. Them. Yeah. And, and where do you run that from, and how does it work? Uh, I just kind of, like, they give me a message, they're like, oh, I really want to go, uh, I don't know, ride forward, and I'd be like, yeah, I'll be happy. I drive down, and they spend a day, and then they seem to really enjoy it. So, yeah, it's not like, oh, this is like, these are my contact bills, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I usually just want to go for a ride with them more than anything. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. And and why do you think it's like this is important for the sport and, and ladies trying to make a living from the industry? Um, may it be from racing or whatever it's important that more ladies get into the sport do you not think for the ladies trying to make a living from it yeah exactly for especially for me I think um, the more ladies that do the sport the more um, the more it, it helps us because um, yeah it means that more money will go into it and stuff like that also it means it's just more money goes in the business already like the more people go do the sport the better right <laughs> So we're just we're tapping that um um you know that place that no one's hit before. Well, tried to anyway. Yeah, and you know just maybe bouncing back a wee bit. Um, but it's just came to me that you would be the perfect person to ask from from um, support money wise, prize wise, whatever it may be in say the juniors to the elite ladies is there any difference in that um support probably yeah i wouldn't say like money because you don't really just like oh it's no. a company that gives you money <laughs> yeah. i mean i wish but um yeah i think it it, look, it sounds better like elite just does sound better than junior for sure mm. and i think it's only in that certain instance maybe yeah and <laughs> I, I probably worded that quite bad, but <laughs> what, what I was kind of thinking was, in juniors, between the males and the females, oh, okay. is, is there much difference? And then once you go to the elites, what's the difference between the males and the females like? I think it's a lot harder to be an elite woman um, than it is to be an elite man, because there's so few of us, and there's so like um, um, there's so little competition. Compared to the men's, I think there's, like, you don't need to support more. Like, if there's only top 15, like, if the top five are making the most money, like, there's no point in putting more. Like, that's why I was really, like, annoyed when they made it top 15 to top from top 20. I think it's not helping the sport at all. Yeah. Yeah, so, so you would find that... Once you move to the elites, the the males get all the better yeah. sponsors. They get better. Do they get better prize money? Is it no? It's from it's, the it's, it's, no? it's, it's um, the same. Uh, the UCI have made it the same. So I think right. the UCI and BC have made great strides into like make it better for um, everyone. So like equal mm-hmm. pay and stuff like that. But that's not where the pros get the money. It's not prize money that yeah. affect them. It's it's all about sponsorship. And it's a lot easier to, like, you know, get Lloyd Bruni to sell a bike than it is for Rachel to sell a bike. And that's, that's the end of the day. It is about selling bikes for them. It's a lot easier for, oh, a young boy might be like, oh, I do I do like Tiny Seagrave. Yeah, she's really cool. But um, they want to be Lloyd Bruni, you know? You don't want to, a young boy is tend to be the ones that want a bike. So if you want, you know, to get more women into it, they'd be like, oh, I want to be like Tiny Seagrave, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm saying it quite badly, but like um, the problem is that the main market for buying bikes is majority of men. So yeah. That's that. I think it's the crux of the problem. Yeah, and you're right, and and that's where it goes back to getting girls interested in the sport from a younger age, mm-hmm. and and kind of wanting to buy bikes and looking at who the the likes of yourself, what you're riding, and mm, what you're exactly. using, and the gear. 
you know, so yeah, it's very important. But I think it'll get better. I think it will. Yeah, for sure. I think it'll get better every year. Like things always get better, you know, as time goes on. So mm-hmm. uh, hopefully, yeah. when I'm t- ten years time, hopefully it'll be good for me. <laughs> yeah, totally. And you'll have your own. You'll have your own school. Your own. Yeah, my own brand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Caroline Buchanan's doing like really um um stuff, really good stuff for women's biking as well. Like how she's got her own like uh, young like Buchanan's racing or whatever for young BMX right girls. So I would like to yeah. do something like that. Yeah, no, that sounds awesome. And I think the more that kind of happens, the more you will see mm-hmm. a massive growth in the ladies. Yeah, for sure. And, and, for sure. Yeah. It's all because baby you, steps, you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and I think you need that. I think you need. You need girls camps almost or something like that yeah. to get a group of girls together to learn how to wrench on their bike, yeah. to learn their skills. And, and I think once that happens, um, you're going to see an explosion in it. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited for when it comes. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you lead the way. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Cool. So uh, before I let you go, uh, Maya, just what have you planned for the near future? What's your goals for for this upcoming season this season i would think i would like the podium uh at the national rounds for you know the elite category and i would like to qualify for all the world cups i think that's my dream goal like even not to do well because to do well is the qualifier isn't it because <laughs> yeah. to race is once you're there you race that's enough i think that'll be enough for me for the moment yeah then future future i'll be like oh be so good that i wouldn't have to race anymore you know (laughs) just ask me oh do you want to come for a ride and everyone crowds around me you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's cool and i think that's the good that's a good way to look at it you know just take it a day at a time yeah exactly like i'm not thinking grand like oh i want to be world champion i think it's you know just take it easy. <laughs> yeah. 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 And uh, just push yourself. Make yourself that wee bit better every day. Yeah. It's all about finding that 1%, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Very good. Uh, so, have you any more film shoots or anything planned? Or? Um, yeah. I think um, Jacob and I are going to try and do a little bit, something a bit more, you know, gnarlier. Something. Because that one's quite, you know, quite inspirational, I would say. But I won't think I want to make something a bit like you know, cool, almost gangster, you know? Yeah, yeah. That'd be, that'd be sick. Yeah, we'll get them to get some footage of you falling off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there weren't enough bloopers. That was, that's all we need, a blooper reel. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And, um, are you going snowboarding this year? Because I know you're you're a keen snowboarder. Oh yeah, we're going to France. Um, actually, this Friday. So yeah, I'm going to see. Wow. Yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, it's always my um, favorite time of the off season is to go snowboarding. Yeah, where are you going? I'm going to Lazark. So ski and ski out. Yeah. It's gonna be really good snow this year as well. Is it good at the minute? Is yeah, it? like proper like half meter dumps at the moment. So. Wow. Yeah. Well. Well, we're planning to go early February, I think. Oh, that's a good time of year to go, though. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, you know, normally try and go then. Yeah. But, um, mm. That's so awesome, isn't it? Yeah. Snowboarding? Yeah, I love snowboarding. Wow. I actually wanted to be a uh, professional snowboarder, but yeah. obviously it's hard um, in the UK. But Yeah. No, stick to the bike. Yeah, stick to the bike. I think that's where I am at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. Brilliant. So how can people find you Maya and keep in contact and see how you're getting on well yeah um I have my Instagram which I think it's my like main platform I have my Facebook page like my accent racing oh my Instagram handle is um my accent my underscore accent 29 just get that okay. out there um yeah you can always email me my email is always in like the bios and stuff and yeah that'd be cool drop me a message yeah. awesome well, listen, thanks so much, Matt, and it's been great to have you on, and I really hope that things go well for you, and you, you get the stoke over this coming season, and, and you do really well, and yeah. I to plan. I just want to be happy with about next year. Even if I don't get the goals I want, I just want to be happy for what I did. 
yeah and that's so important isn't it yeah it's just actually enjoying the yeah exactly like if i'm just like oh stressed all the time because i'm not getting what i want it's like this is not what you want to do is it yeah no yeah because you know at the end of the day you have to like what you, and, and enjoy what you do mm-hmm. and especially when you're training and you know it's not easy and you're traveling and yeah you know, but no i love traveling you know, anyway so it's cool yeah cool all right well here listen good luck and i hope everything goes well yeah. and i will be keeping an eye on you and seeing how things are going oh, awesome <laughs> thank you no not a problem and when you win your first downhill uh world cup you'll have to come back on the podcast oh yeah for sure for sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah awesome. all right Maya. well listen thanks very much enjoy the rest of your day and uh take care on the trails will you yeah thank you have a good christmas <laughs> cheers you too bye 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 That's a wrap for episode number 67, folks. I hope you enjoyed that with Maya. And Maya, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. It was great to chat to you. It was great to get the insights into a young lady like yourself moving to the elites. And I hope everything goes well for you in your upcoming season and all your dreams come true, as I'm sure they will. Your head's screwed on the right direction anyway. And um, you're very level-headed, and I think things will go really well for you. So thanks so much for coming on the show again and good luck in this upcoming season. Now, folks, if you want to know more about Maya and how she's getting on and stuff like that, just visit the website at mtb-tribe.com. You will find Maya's episode on there, episode number 67. You will get show notes on there and a wee bit more info on our chat that we had for the podcast. Now, if you listen to the show via iTunes, I would really appreciate it if you share it with friends and leave a review and a rating. Five stars, obviously, is always the nice thing to do, isn't it? Um, But that's how the show gets seen by other people, and it really helps people come on and listen to the show and for us to get the word out there. So I would really appreciate it. That is how you can best help the show, is just to simply share the show with friends and let them know that they may be interested in an episode there or two. So thanks for doing that, folks. Now, you can also listen to the show via Stitcher, Podbean and Spotify. And if you do it that way, thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. And you can find us on the old socials at Instagram. We are at MTB Tribe and on Facebook. We are at MTB Tribe. So if you do that again, thank you so much. There's quite a lot of activity going on there at the minute. Um, and it's cool chatting to you guys and getting direct messages and all from you. So I, I do appreciate you getting in contact. I really always do enjoy chatting with you and see what's going on. So thanks again, folks. Thanks so much. And I will speak to you next week on another episode of MTB Tribe Podcast. Have a good week. Stay on the trails, not on the hedges. Take care.